What is up, Steelers Nation? It's Freight Train with you on our Off the Rails segment. What a win for the Steelers to finish out the season. 28-14 to 14 over the Browns. And yes, I said to finish the season because the Jets failed us. It's a bit of a yin and a yang season. And to go with a yin and a yang finish to it, here I'm going to bring in my buddy CJ. CJ, what's up, buddy? We got that close. <coughs> I was telling, I was talking to my dad earlier today. Well, right after the game, and it's amazing in the NFL. You know, they're a caught Gunnar Olszewski punt from heading to the playoffs. Right. That's the NFL. You have yeah. razor thin margins, and mm-hmm. and you could even go a step further and one more Kenny miraculous drive away from getting in as well. Yeah, you look so. at the Dolphins. <laughs> You look at the Jets game, man. Came back to bite us. Yeah, and I I think the worst part is is it came out in true fashion that, I mean, it was a tale of two two teams in the same season. I mean, a seven and two finish for this young group definitely something to build upon. The future looks very very bright for us. It just we were just hoping for them to get that extra step in that extra experience going into next season, but it's going to have to wait. Yeah, I agree. And that's one of the things you want to see these guys as fans. We all want to see them play next week. We all want to see them make the playoffs mm-hmm. and give us something to root for, whether they're playing Saturday or Sunday and right. <clears throat> how the game went. You know, they pretty much dominated the Browns. Oh, and- pure domination. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think Nick Chubb has what seventy-seven yards. I think that's what he finished with. I mean, Watson was under duress the whole game. They finished the game with six sacks, but they could have had a lot more than that. It, it was actually seven. Oh yeah, the one at the end. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, yeah, they could have very easily had ten sacks this game. <laughs> I don't think Kenny played overly well. Um, they kind of finally opened stuff up, but he made the throws that he needed to. Right. Um, in yeah. key situations. And quite frankly, I have no clue what the Cleveland Browns were doing. No clue. I, I, I Chubb was averaging either. almost seven yards a carry. Right. Yeah. Well, that's like, like you said on the show, Stefanski, talk about the hot seat. He's definitely on the hot seat after this I, performance, too. I, I think there's a decent chance that he ends up being a black monday casualty tomorrow could be hey travis thanks for checking in cj travis says i love my steelers but if we want to get into the playoffs let's lose matt canada for good yeah it's time for mr matt uh they've struggled in the red zone all year if you look back in prior years anytime an offense coordinator for the steelers have had this type of struggles within the red zone They've all got sent packing. I I think uh, we'll hear an announcement late tomorrow. Yeah, that the Steelers plan to move on. I from I Mr. certainly hope so. I hope yeah, they the don't smart- lose. I just hope they don't lose that aggressiveness to want to make this change with the seven and two finish, and and yeah. and and that the offense actually showed up when it mattered to give us that seven and two finish. Yeah, it's it's a conundrum. Right. Yeah. You have a rookie quarterback who 
you know, he goes 13 for 29 today. There was, there was four drops by my yeah. count that were easy catches. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the amount of dysfunction that you see in week 18 and you still saw in the second half, none of us, I think, on the Steelers Round podcast are going to sit here and say that, you know, they've gone on the streak because of the offense. It's all been about getting TJ back and the defense. Right. So I think, I think Mike Tomlin, I know, well, we all know Mike Tomlin's smart enough. He knows you can't win playing football games this way. No, you can't win if you don't score touchdowns, just plain and simple. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, I mean, we even said it, we usually cap out at 20 points. Luckily Mm -hmm. today we got the 28, but amazingly, we, we should have had 35. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand why Tomlin didn't challenge that play just for the simple fact we had the first down. Let's just go ahead and hurry up our offense. We're at the, what, one-yard line? Usually Kenny's really good at sneaking the ball in there. I understand that. I wasn't really too upset with that choice. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, and and let's move right into Mike Tom. I think Mike Tom deserves a lot of credit for keeping this football team together this whole season, three and seven at one point, and we finish nine and eight. That is a miraculous job. Either way, you slice and dice it. No, I agree. I think it's a testament to how much these guys that are on the team believe in him. And it is interesting as we go forward into next year, who's on the team because there's going to be some changes. There's going to be some cap casualties and so forth. And I look at a guy like Cam Sutton, who is an unrestricted free agent next year, who took a massive step forward. I think everyone would agree with that. And hopefully they can find a way to keep him around. But it seems the longer Tom ones around, the more it's a plug-and-play situation, mm-hmm. no matter what position it is. Right. And and the cornerback position usually gets paid pretty well, especially if you're the type of cornerback that forces turnovers, like mm-hmm. Cam Sutton does. So, but, again, back to things we have to look forward to. I'm sorry, Siri wants to talk to me. Um, how about... Uh, Cam Hayward's brother, Connor, coming in when Fryermuth goes down with the injury, which hopefully Fryermuth, you're all right. But talk about some very, very tough and much needed catches on third and long. Mm-hmm. So he ends up being their second leading wide receiver on the day. Three catches, 45 yards, catches that one over the middle for 27. It's like him and Pickett, uh, they had a lot of reps together during camp Mm -hmm. and we've seen it throughout the year that when they've been on the field together that they understand they have a huge amount of trust in each other yeah um that's something to look forward to i thought the browns did a great job uh using a safety and a linebacker on Fryermuth. uh as we said numerous times that pat is kind of kenny's check down his Mm -hmm. safety blanket and we saw today for the first time all year someone take that away. And I think that's why you see the stats. 
that Kenny put up. But at the same time, Kenny was able to overcome that yeah. and make enough throws. You know, I texted in our group. I was like, Kenny might miss a read here or there. He might miss a throw, but that next throw is right there. And mm-hmm. that next throw after he missed Stephen Sims over the middle was the corner for that 27-yard gain over the middle of the field. Right. And that's something I want to see as we move into Kenny here. I want to see him work on in the offseason is staying in the pocket and delivering good quality throws. Because we all know once Kenny gets outside the pocket, he's money nine times (laughs) out of ten. I want to see him have the ability to stay in the pocket, step up when needed to, and deliver the pass. He Mm kind of sailed it a little bit today when he stayed in the pocket to deliver deliver the throw. And I look at one thing. I think we'd both agree that Kenny was under a lot of pressure today uh, from the Browns. I think one thing he did very well, and it's not going to show up on the stat sheet, is he avoided a lot of negative plays, Mm -hmm. no turnovers. He only took one sacks for six yards. At the end of the day, the offensive line, Dan Moore Jr. was getting beat like a rented mule oh, yeah. by Miles mm-hmm. Garrett. Mm-hmm. Now, on the stat sheet, you're going to say, oh, Miles Garrett didn't have a sack. No, you saw it. The, if you watched the, the game, you saw him get beat. He was consistently getting beat. He was forcing Kenny to step up into the pocket where Dotson, I, I, I Dotson blows my mind. Yeah, we're, we're still getting elite, yes. In the last game of the season, we're still getting that. And, and I mean, like, he's way upfield. He ain't even close to the play. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. It's like, it's not like he's a yard or two past the safety zone that they no. like to call it, but he's like he's 15 10 yards. yards. Up yeah, 10, 15 yards up here. <laughs> not blocking anybody either. <laughs> no. Well, he's allergic to that because he got blown up multiple times. Yeah. And I, I think it's safe to say that that's definitely the area that we need to address in this draft is a left or right tackle. I mean, hands down, they shouldn't even be looking anywhere else with that first mm-hmm. round pick. Yeah, I think I I do like the way that the offense, the offense line was able to stay healthy this year and gel. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you watch Najee run the football. He's not getting... 84 yards because the offensive lines open up holes no. and making key blocks it's because he's pretty much carrying defenders because Dotson, mm-hmm. Cole, and my boy Dan Moore Jr. are getting blown up right. consistently. Yeah, yeah. And, and then we move into that group. We have a lot to look forward to next year with this one-two punch at running back. I mean, there's not a lot of teams that can say they have something like this. The Browns did, but... Going moving forward, I don't think Kareem Hunt's going to be back there next year. Oh, Kareem Hunt, he requested a trade earlier in the offseason. He wants right. to be a featured back. He's gone. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Nick? I, I just, the more I think about this game, I look at what the hell was Kevin Stefanski doing? Oh, I know. I told you. We, we said it on the show. Nick Chubb is a dog. You got to feed him the rock. There's no excuse to not give a guy like that the ball 30 times a game. Mm-hmm. You know? And, you know what? Avari Cooper had two catches. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I right. listen, I'd much rather I'm happy to be a Steelers fan. I, I would not want to be Cleveland Browns fan with that contract with Watson who throws two more interceptions a day, 
which leads us to the defense. Defense came to play like they have in the second half. Mm-hmm. That defensive staff, hats off to them for the adjustments they've made. They weathered the storm with TJ out. And with TJ, they completely dominated. Yes. It is yeah. by far one of the most exciting defenses to watch. Mm-hmm. And in the in, midst in the of NFL. And in the midst of all that happening, we've we changed our linebacking corps essentially towards the end of the season. Spillane hardly came off the field the past three weeks. Yeah, and Devin Bush didn't go onto the field. And yes. I mean, I think now I think you gotta think Devin Bush is as good as gone. Oh. You know. And, and, he smoked, and brother. Right. And in the same time, Mark Robinson got some quality playing time going into next year. I, you know, that you saw it on the one play, he kind of blew his coverage and just came in for the sack. But I mean, you see, look how fast that guy came in there. I mean, like I, a speeding I, train to say mm-hmm. the least. I, I didn't have a problem with it. I think he, he saw the play, he diagnosed the play. And at the end of the day, he left his coverage to rush up the middle. Mm-hmm. And all he did was he missed the tackle. Right. Yeah. He makes that play. He's great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in the secondary, I mean, showed up again to play today. Three interceptions. KZ stepped up. Minka stepped up. Levi Wallace with, the, with you know, hiding behind Spillane to get that other interception. I mean, there's a lot to look forward to with this football team next year. And it, it sucks that it's coming to an end because I think they finally have reached the plateau of where they want to be and where they need to be to be successful. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree with that. I'm not I don't want to turn this into a more general general talk of blaming this person or this person. I think there were some things that they could have done throughout the year um where this wouldn't be our last off the rails for the season. Right. But I think for the most part when you look at the play on the field and what the guys did it leads you to think that next year we're bringing back the same core and it's something to be excited about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the other thing that's exciting, too, is our front office staff going into their second season. They show in the first season they're not afraid to spend money to bring some talent in here. So it'll be interesting this offseason to see how they plug some certain needs that this team has. And I'm really, really, really looking forward to their first draft at the helm because this last draft class that was Kevin Colbert that was his mm-hmm. last draft this is now going to be Omar Khan and Andy Whitell's first draft at the helm of the Pittsburgh Steelers yep and we're going to talk a lot more of that we're going to now that we know uh where exactly the Steelers are going to be picking I will have a blog up on our website steelersrealm.com uh detailing a few prospects for not only the first round but the two second round picks, you know, shout out to Chase Claypool, yeah. you know, but the most productive thing you've ever done was <laughs> getting traded. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So one last point before we get out of here, CJ, and I got to, I got to get something from you here. I need an end of the season update on how you're feeling about Presley Harvin. You know what? I haven't bitched about Presley Harvin for what? Three weeks. Probably more than that, honestly. It's been about four, yeah, four. Or five weeks. I haven't bitched about him in a while, so no. you know what? He had a 
He had another strong game, right? Mm-hmm. About 48 yards punt, down one inside the 20. The other one got to the 22, I want to say. I'm not saying he's God's gift to <laughs> the Steelers. I'm just saying that he's still too little inconsistent for my liking. Yeah. <laughs> and something to think about, too. Boz went, ended up 20 for 28 in field goal attempts. That's got to be better. We got it. Yep. Boz, hurry up, get married in the offseason, get all that out of your system, Boz. Come back next season and get back to the Wizard of Boz you were last year. I don't I don't want to speculate, but with his contract, he might be one of the cap casualties. And I hope uh, not. I like Boz. I don't, Boz I don't a lot. think so. Yeah. I think we keep Boz around. Hmm. But anyway, CJ, you want to tell the off the rails listeners where they when they can catch us next. We're gonna do uh we're gonna have our our formal wrap up off the rails listeners tomorrow, right around eight fifteen to eight thirty, we'll go live. Uh, feel free to submit questions to us, uh, whether it's on our Facebook or Twitter, Steelers Realm. Uh, we want to hear as much what you want to listen to and try to maybe clear some stuff up heading into this off season. It's about to get cold here in Western Pennsylvania. There's not much to do other than talk Steelers, maybe root for the pens a little bit. Yeah. If that's your thing and hope, Springs happiness. Yes, absolutely. Come springtime when it comes time for the NFL draft. That I like the way that sounds. But uh but hey but for sure we will be live tomorrow around 8 30. Join us. We want to hear from you. And make sure you follow our Facebook or Twitter. Bookmark the website. We'll be in and out. It's gonna be a fun off season. I might make fun of the um Ravens a little bit tomorrow night because gosh darn was that embarrassing from them too today right yeah yeah I mean that was that was a bad showing by them but hey I need to give the Jets one last little uh, snippet Freaking January Joe didn't come to play today. Yeah, well, Flacco. I, he, he owns January. Yeah, well, he's been a bum his whole career. I, I don't take anything less. So, hmm. Fair enough. It is what it is. But, guys, off the rails listeners, Steelers Realm listeners, we have a lot to look forward to. Um, This team's coming back. They're going to be young. They know They know the NFL now. I think we're going to have a good season next year, but I'm not going to dive too much into that. We will talk to you Monday, 8.30. We'll go back in depth in this game, give you a little preview of what to look for in the Steelers Realm podcast moving forward into the offseason. And, CJ, you want to say a quick goodbye before we before we end our last off the rails for this season? Uh, Steelers Nation, it was a long one. It was a rough one second half of the year was happy enjoy your night enjoy heading to the cubes tomorrow or wherever at work just know when you're done with work we're going to be hammering some people in the nfl 
on our show tomorrow. That's right. So yeah. it was a pleasure. Wish you guys nothing but the best. I'll see you tomorrow. I think both of us will see you tomorrow, correct? Yes, we will. Yes, I'll be on there as well. But uh, I appreciate everybody that tunes in to Off the Rails. Again, this is going to be our last one until next season. We might even fire it up in the preseason next year. We'll see what happens. But, oh. hey. I'm not ready for preseason football, <laughs> bud. That's tough to watch. Not yet. Looking too far ahead, huh? Yes. <laughs> But I love you guys. Thank you for watching. Make sure you tune in to the Steelers realm tomorrow night. And as I like to tell you guys, life's a garden. Dig it. We're out. Good night. Check back next week into the Steelers realm.